Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. It's a rather dreary Monday down here uh, as, we're, as we face the day and face the week. Uh, there's been an awful lot going on in my country. I noticed from some of the statistics that I've looked at that I've got uh, listenership now internationally. So I'm rather impressed with that and very pleased. I want to thank you all for coming to share this rosary with, with me and with all the rest of everyone who listens on a regular basis uh, or even incidentally and uh, pray for all of you every single time I say my rosary and pray for all of you today as well I don't have any special intentions in the inbox I checked all I've got is updates from Anchor and some old emails from Spreaker and the WordPress site I'm getting that on the I know that there's an awful lot going on that's probably got a lot of people questioning about content creation and the kind of people that do this sort of thing. Uh, everything that's going on with censorship and with the websites and all of that. Uh, I don't intend to suspend anything or seek any other platforms for what I'm doing because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to uh, at this point. The whole point of this is to bring the rosary to people. I will continue to do that so long as the Lord allows it. So, no matter what happens, I, I will find a way to get the Daily Decade out there and find a way to pray with all of you. And if I cannot pray uh, in this particular format, I'll find another way to get it out to everybody. Telegram is uh, seeing an influx of an awful lot of people because of the uh, censorship that's taking place on other websites. Uh, I'm not going to allow that to change anything that I'm doing. But if you have stumbled into the Daily Decade as you've joined up on Telegram, I want to welcome you. I hope that you will pray with us every day. Join us every weekday here. We do a recording. It'll be posted either in the morning or sometime in the evening, depending on when I get a chance to get on and upload it. When I record it, sometimes I record it on the way to work, sometimes on the way back, sometimes on lunch whenever I get a chance. And uh, and send in your requests if you have intentions that you'd like us to pray for. I, I think right now, more than ever, an awful lot of people must have plenty of intentions to pray for. Uh, after the year that we've just gone through and after the first 11 days of the year that we are entering, there is a lot to pray for. And if you have prayers and intentions, you can send those in to daily decade requests. That's decade, D-E-C, A-D-E, requests in the plural at protonmail.com, protonmail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. If you're not familiar with ProtonMail, I encourage you to get yourself set up on one. Uh, they're, they're it's free, uh, and the encryption on it is, is fairly secure. It's a lot better, I think, than a lot of the other clients out there, uh, not to you know, sell them as a, turn this into some kind of sponsorship. I'm not getting any money for it or anything. I just think it's a good way to go if you want secure email. A lot of people are looking for that right now. I think people want security more than anything else. But I'll tell you where the best security comes from is not your email client, and it's not the chat client that you use either, and it's not your behavior online. The best security that you can possibly get is by going to Mass, by receiving the sacraments, and by keeping a sacramental like your rosary with you at all times and praying it regularly. If you are a Roman Catholic listener and you are not 
currently enrolled in the brown scapular, do so immediately. Do not wait. I just ordered mine. Uh, I'm going to go to my priest and have myself uh, you know, invest it uh, with the brown scapular as soon as I possibly can. And I encourage you to do the same. If you have anyone in your life who is falling away from the church and you want to bring them back to the faith, look into the green scapula. If you don't have a rosary, get a rosary. I have, I'm also, uh, I have a, a prayer scapular for, uh, it's really more of a medallion, for the apostleship of prayer in league with the Sacred Heart. Look up, look them up. If you belong to a parish, do you have a Holy Name Society there? Do you have a Knights of Columbus? Do you have someone who's dedicated to Fatima? Find yourself a group of people to pray together using these sacramentals, bound together by these great weapons that, that Christ and Christ Church has given us. Now more than ever is when we need these things, in times of uncertainty, in times of personal uncertainty, in times of general uncertainty, and we are in a time of uncertainty. And the most secure thing that you have, the greatest certainty that any of us have access to, is our faith and the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. And that'll be my... I seem to be opening all of these lately with a rant. There's my rant for, for today. That's, that's, the, that's the sermon. The reflection will come afterwards. For right now, I want to pray for everybody who's feeling any kind of anxiety. I want you to calm your anxiety. I want you to be at peace. Because in Christ, all things are possible. And, in Christ, and we can do all things in Christ who strengthens us. And Christ is with us always even until the end of the world. So we have nothing to fear, because if Christ be for us, who can be against us? All of these biblical passages all send the same message. And so I, I want to pray for everybody to have Christ's peace within them, so that we can have Christ's justice outside of us and around us. We do not pray for peace in our society, because we cannot have peace in our society without the reign of Jesus Christ. And we cannot have the reign of Jesus Christ until we, each of us, as creatures of God, have his kingdom within us and the peace of his kingdom within us. Do not pray for peace. Pray for, pray, pray for peace within yourself. Pray for justice outside of yourself. And pray for the kingdom of God. And that's what we'll pray for now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et mortis nostri. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostri. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostri. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Gloria Patria, Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, Sicurera Principio, et Nunc, et Semper, et Secula Seculorum. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we set up our sighs, weeping and mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Ora pro nobis sancta Dei genetrix, with dignis officiamo promissionibus Christi. Paremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. For peace within us, St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. For the reign of God's justice around us, St. Dominic, pray for us. For all of us, every time we are in battle or in struggle against forces seen or unseen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 
dispatches affiliate Spiritus Sandy. I heard some excellent sermons this weekend uh, from a number of different priests that can be found online uh, and can be found elsewhere. Uh, there's a number of priests that are live streaming on a regular basis, uh, and I could recommend them, uh, but I, I would encourage you listen to what your own priest says, of course, unless it's... <laughs> there are quite a few of them that are completely... Uh, Unhelpful, you know. Not every priest is a great preacher. Uh, you're not going to have uh, an entire army of of Bishop Sheens out there, but you know, there's there's plenty. There's plenty that he said as well that could be very helpful at our time. But instead of pointing you in a in the direction of a whole bunch of different sermons all over the place, uh, and listening to just priest after priest after priest, I think what I'd prefer to do is to recommend to you something that's a little bit more evergreen. And that is Father Ripperger's, Father Chad Ripperger's uh, talk on the message of Our Lady. Uh, he talks about uh, the apparition of Our, Our Lady of, of the Good Event, uh, of the purification that happened in Quito. Talks about Our Lady of Akita. Talks about Our Lady of La Salette. Uh, Fatima, of course. And all the other appearances of the Blessed Mother at various times and in uh, in di how does the uh, uh, how does the uh, the Roman martyrology go in various times and diverse places uh, where she has sent essentially the same message, which is a message of hope, but also a message of warning. And there was something in that particular sermon that stood out very much to me that. I think is a message of, of great hope and one of one with the potential to bring all good Christian people under the common banner of the cross of Christ born as the Crusaders board in defense of his holy church. I I do not make a great deal of effort to convert the people who listen to this, whom I know are not members of the Roman Catholic Church. I don't make any effort to convert because I don't believe that I have any power to convert. And I, I also don't think that most people are convinced by rational arguments. In fact, I think that if you are convinced by rational arguments to abandon one faith and adopt another uh, on rational arguments alone, that you will hold neither of the two faiths particularly strongly. Whatever it is, as St. Thomas Aquinas said, philosophy is the handmaiden of theology. Uh, and in turn, the theology is a, a sort of handmaiden of, of faith. I, I believe that I may understand rather than seeking to understand, so I may believe, as, as to paraphrase St. Uh, Augustine. So I don't try to share it, to try to sway anybody by reason. I think the rosary is more than enough. It was enough for me. And I'm sure it'll be enough for everybody else as well. But one thing that Father Ripperger pointed out that I thought was very... There were a couple of things, three things that, that jumped out at me that I thought were very interesting. The first one was that there is a common thread that appears in a number of different uh, apparitions of a unified cause 
behind which all of the world governments will be united, that they will all share a common ideology and all move in the same direction. Now this is not talking about the end times, just calamities that are going to be coming very soon. One of the things that Our Lady has warned us about is that everybody's going to be on the same page, and it's going to be the wrong page. The other thing is that Christ will send, and this is directly from Father Ripperture, he talks about Jesus Christ sending a destroyer, one who will be so much a departure from the faith that even those who have been working against the faith up to this point will find him repugnant because of how far and how fast he goes. Uh, and that this destroyer will not be a usurper, but he will be installed in a seat of power by the, our Lord Jesus Christ himself as a means of provoking a reaction on the part of the faithful to take back up the faith again. Now, there's a lot of different things you can read into that, the idea of the destroyer. I'm sure the Sedevacantists have had a blast with this idea. Uh, and not without reason. They have reason. They have many reason, reasonable arguments on their side. You remember what I said just now about understanding so that you might believe rather than the other way around. Uh, I think if we put aside all of those arguments, and that's what I'd like to do is put those aside, there is nevertheless a very clear message that Christ sends and will send poor pastors to watch over us in order to provoke us into repentance. And that brings me to the, the third thing that kind of jumped out at me, which is that the strength of the devil uh, and, and the evil legions that he commands has been increased in our times. Father Ripperger said that while there was a time when many of his uh, predecessors in exorcism, many of the older exorcists who had been in it for quite a long time, uh, said that you could get a demon out of people on average a day or two into the exorcism, they drive the demon away. Well, Father Ripperger's an exorcist, should add that. And he remarked that among those who have the faculties of exorcism in the church, they are now finding that the average exorcism lasts somewhere, I think he said, in the vicinity of 10 months before the demon is finally driven out. The strength of the evil one is increased in our age. Evil, St. Augustine says, St. Augustine says to us, and St. Thomas echoes this, I believe it's in St. Anselm as well, evil is present wherever God, who is, is absent. In other words, it is the, the opposite uh, of the presence of God, evil is. And Satan, in his twisted form, is the angel without the presence of God, without the glory of God. And he becomes a severely disfigured mess as a result of that. His power grows because God is not present. And where God is not present it is because he has not been invited into a prepared space. 
our Lord talks about driving forth the devils and how uh, the devil coming back to find his room swept and cleaned, he will go and find seven of his worst companions, or six of his worst companions, as the scripture says, and they will all come back and dwell there again. Having been exercised, having driven away evil habits and evil spirits, if no good is cultivated, if the room is left bare, then inevitably the evil one will move back in. And when he moves back in, he will come not by himself, but with many others. And it will be worse than it was before. We as a people have been very focused on driving out a lot of our demons, but we have not done anything to cultivate the presence of our better angels, so to speak. And that's something that's been going on quite a bit, and it's something I heard mentioned in both of the sermons that I listened to immediately after uh, Mass this past Sunday. Both of them had something to say along these lines, that we are not doing what we should be doing as regards our faith. As a people, we are failing to repent. We're very good at spotting evil. Many of us have become that way. Many of us have become very good at spotting evil. And even to an extent of rooting it out among those around us. But we've done very little. We've, we've, we've been able to point it out and we've been able to attack it. We have not been able to root it out because we haven't rooted it out in ourselves. There was another document the Father Ripperger sent around recently talking about the criticisms that he had for the traditionalist movement. I think many of them were well-received and well-founded. And among them was the criticism of both callousness and impurity. There is an Eastern Orthodox uh, monastic or saint, I've forgotten who, who commented that the demon that governs lust and the demon that governs anger are either the same demon or they're very closely related to one another, if I remember correctly. And we have problems with our greed, with our impurities of thought and of language, and with our bloodlust, our desire for revenge, our wrath. And now, more than ever, we have an opportunity and we have a need to bear witness to the patience of Christ among those who are near to us. We are living in a time where increasingly the masks, so to speak, are coming off and we are seeing who our true friends are. Now, we've talked about the friend-enemy distinction here and understanding it as a distinction between our enemy and our neighbor as Christians. Well, the time is coming now where we will truly see who is our enemy and who is our neighbor. Our neighbor being the one on whom we can depend. And when we make that discovery, it will be very important to us to recognize who our neighbors are and to be patient and merciful and long-suffering and full of love for them love caritas, full of charity towards them. 
our uncharitableness, our desire for revenge, even if it's rooted in righteous anger, is so powerful that we can find ourselves swept away by it. We can lose our mooring in the faith, and we can be swept out to sea. And that's a that's an especial risk right now. And so the most important thing that we can possibly do, because all of this is true, because we live in these, these uncertain times, because we have all of these things weighing down on us, the most important thing that we can do is what I recommended before we started uh, our rosary today, which is to cling to the sacraments and to the sacramentals of the Holy Church. We have an opportunity now, more than ever, because we know that the predictions and the warnings of our, our Blessed Mother in, her, in the various places that she has appeared, we know that these times are coming, we know that we've been warned of them, and we know that we've been given the tools to fight and protect ourselves and to purify ourselves, to complete that inner crusade that, that we talked about on Friday. And we do that by being in the state of grace, by seeking the sacraments, by seeking nearness to God in everything that we do. The nearer we draw to God, the more merciful and loving that we are in order to draw nearer to God, the better we will be able to survive whatever comes in our direction. Because with God, all things are possible. We can do all things in Christ, who strengthens us. Christ is with us forever, even until the consummation of the world. And if Christ is for us, who can be against us? So we do not need to worry about how we will fight. Brethren, we will fight with our faith. We need to worry about ourselves and the Christian witness that we bear to those immediately around us. And there's one more thing that I have on my mind before uh, I, I tell you all what I hope that we'll all pray for, what I'm praying for, and what I hope that all of us will pray for. And that is the question of nation, patriotism, race, and tribe and where these things fall in relationship to our faith. St. Louis de Montfort adopted the motto, God alone. And the reason why he adopted that motto is because all good things come from God. If you recognize something as good, inherently good, which family and tribe and, yes, race are inherently good by themselves. Then all of those things are contained within our love of God. And so if you love God, and if you love God alone, to the exclusion of all other things, those things which you love and which are good will be preserved in Him. So it is not a matter of whether you are your nation first, your tribe first, America first, any of that, 
And it's not that you put God first. Not God first, not Christ first, God alone. Christ alone. And contained within him and within our complete self-abandoning love of him are all the other things that we love. For any man who seeks to save his life will lose it. But any man who gives his life for Christ's sake will save it. And not just his life, but his family, his tribe, his nation, everything that he holds dear to him. God alone and the rest will follow. And so my prayer today is that all of us will make space in our hearts that we may have God dwelling there alone. That we may have a throne that is fit for Christ. That Christ may dwell there alone. Above all of our petty concerns, above all of our great concerns, above all other things, and to the exclusion of all other things, Christ alone, God alone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.